Eat, drink, smoke, or eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. Tony Katz, that's April D. Gregory right there. Fingers Malloy on assignment. You'll catch some of him later. I am the only one smoking today. I'm the only one drinking today because Fingers is on assignment. And April is doing Whole30. Don't you, if you can't laugh to yourself, you have to laugh to us at you. <laughs> you have to to basically laugh at your at yourself is is what has to happen here. Why are you doing this at the start of the new year? Um, it's something I've done before, and it's just a really good way to reset and jump start the new year. Drop a few pounds, feel a little bit better about yourself, have more energy, gives you more clarity. So, what is the whole thirty? What do you what happens? So on the Whole30, is elimination diet, and it, it kind of progresses as you go across Ew. the 30 days. And so you eliminate the things that are most inflammatory to our bodies, which would be dairy, gluten, alcohol, sugar. Um, so you eliminate Why those. Why cigars, though? Cigars shouldn't be on that Technically, list. I guess I could smoke a cigar, but it just doesn't seem healthy to do that while I'm also not drinking and not eating sugar and whatnot, right? Well, I'm not so. going to take any part in this whatsoever. I am both <laughs> drinking and smoking. What am I smoking? We never start with the smoke, but I'm doing both at the same time because of this. It's the Davidoff series 702 Special Tea, which is a Dominican throughout, but the wrapper is an Ecuadorian. It's this lovely kind of uh, milk chocolate to darker chocolate wrappers. Actually, a good amount of vein going on. In, in this wrapper, it's a torpedo, six inch by 52. Six inches refers to how long it is. Wait, who's going to be fingers? Tee-hee. Yeah, you got to laugh. And then 52 is the ring gauge, how thick it is around. You didn't laugh. You didn't. You were supposed to laugh Oh, yeah, that. tee-hee. <laughs> See, there it is. Why is there two joke? Because he does. He does boys. both. He does. It's not me. It's him. <laughs> he still chuckles after all this time. Um, the This is a wonderfully... Wonderfully delicious uh, smoke. Now, I got to admit, I think there are a fair amount of cigars like this that are in that kind of $30 price range that you can play with. This mm-hmm. is 25 to 30 bucks. There are, if you're going to spend that money, there are real, real options. So if you're somebody who just wants to keep trying cigars, great. Do this. Put the, try this in your repertoire. It's repertoire, repertoire. Um, it's good. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, it, it is the kind of cigar, actually, that I like because for me, even though I'm somebody who prefers the Nicaraguans, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, to me, this smokes like one, which doesn't make any, any sense whatsoever. It's probably because of the wrapper. It gives a little more of that hay, a little more of that earth kind of uh, a flavor that I absolutely positively uh, love. And I think that we've done so many Dominicans over the year, I've gotten... A little more enjoyment out of the peppers, yes. just just here and there. I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. So this is so far super smooth, super easy. I think people would call this in the medium full. I think this is really a a full medium, as opposed to kind of to me uh, pushing on on down that other way. So the Davidoff Specialty Seven Hundred Two Series. Um, if you're somebody who wants to keep trying things, do it. If you're somebody who isn't sure that that's worth your 30 bucks or 25 bucks, you've got other options. It's probably the best way I can do it. But I smoked the cigar in honor of Ricky Gervais uh, because, <laughs> and later I'm going to pour one out because his career's over because he was honest. But when you've got it, how but much he doesn't money? care. Oh, he doesn't give a damn. And that's part of the thing. I think, was it him that said it or somebody else said, you can't cancel somebody if they're 
not even acknowledging they're being canceled. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can't have cancel culture on someone who get, who gives yeah. no Fs. And and so Ricky Gervais, creator of The Office, and then of course the U.S. version. He created The uh, Office. That's what he created in the U.K. He created The Office. I had no idea what he was famous for. Really? I was, knew, I was just like, oh, he's a comedian or something. That's what I've been told. But I thought he was like an actor. Oh, he is an actor. He was a knight in the museum. He's done some other things. No, he created I The Office. No he's done a, a couple things. Yeah. And so that's what he's famous for. Oh, and uh, he was hosting fantastic. the Golden Globes. This is his fifth time. And he's like, I'm not doing it anymore. I don't care. You don't care. No one cares. And then he was like, actually, I never cared. Right. <laughs> and then he gets into this whole conversation of, by the way, you Hollywood people suck. He's like, don't come up here and, and lecture us about politics, okay? You don't know anything about the world. The more, some of you haven't been in school longer than Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg there, the, 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 the child activist. <laughs> um, and she's so being abused by adults. I keep saying that, just as a reminder. Uh, and, and then he says, you know, just, just come up here, accept your award, say your little thank yous, thank God, and then get the F off the stage. But he says it, because it's the Golden Globes. Right. And cursing... And everyone's, it's, a lot of people laugh, and then it shoots to, the camera goes to Tom Hanks, and he's like, oh, boy. Like, he's really upset with Multiple it. Multiple times it shoots to Tom Hanks, because Tom was being awarded with the Lifetime Achievement Award last night or something. So at, multiple times the camera cuts to him during Ricky's seven-and-a-half-minute speech. Right. And uh, they got progressively worse. Like, at first it was just an uncomfortable, wait, what's happening? And then people were, like, being, okay, maybe, you know, they were just casually like nervous laughing and then it got progressively worse everybody but they kept shooting to Tom and then his very last one was like oh my god <laughs> why my night what is happening <laughs> what did I do to you I would have put you in Forrest Gump I didn't know you at the time <laughs> uh, his uh, monologue and his whole thing throughout he did an in- introduction of Sandra Bullock because uh, she was introducing something and said uh, um, she's no. Oh, they let him back on stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ricky Gervais <laughs> showed up a series of times. Uh, and he's like, uh, she's known uh, for Bird Box, which is a movie uh, based on the idea that if you say you didn't see anything, nothing happened, which is basically how you all treated Harvey Weinstein. <gasps> and then people are like, oh. And he's like, hey, hey, don't blame me. F you. You did it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! So, and what's am- what is amazing is the absolute political split this now has across America because there's just a number of people who are like Ricky Gervais to be ashamed of himself. It was a great night to talk about things that were important uh, to America and, and you know be the kind of woke folk uh, that they are. And he mocked woke people and everything else. It was terrific. And they're like, oh, he just ruined it. And this was uh, over at Yahoo News. It's from The Independent. Ricky Gervais cheapened the Golden Globes, but worse, he overshadowed vital political statements. What's the vital, vital political statement from Patricia Arquette? What's the vital political statement from Michelle Williams? What do they have to say that's vital? I am convinced that this, this is 2020. Not only in the year, but in the vision. And what he's done is where I think we all kind of were. Celebrity culture is about to get punched in the mm-hmm. face for 2020 because we're all exhausted by the wokeness and the woke people who want to tell us how to live when they don't live that way. And he, he said that to them last night in the monologue. You know, people don't want to be watching this. You guys are the only ones doing <laughs> Nobody's watching this. They're all watching Netflix. <laughs> 
It, I, I don't know where the numbers are yet. I haven't seen the, the ratings because this was this, we're recording on a Monday, so this happens. Well, and the Sunday special night. thing to me is, and I, I asked our friend Kira Davis because she does work in Hollywood. Um, I said, "Well, how was this even allowed? Like, I mean, he's reading from a teleprompter. There's dress rehearsals. How did this happen? And they let him do this. They knew this was all coming. The the Hollywood Foreign Press and the producers of the show. They knew all this was coming. So I believe they let it happen because it'll have people talking about yes. it like we are yes. on this most popular podcast mm-hmm. uh, here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana, where we record, presented by BackboneBourbon.com and Fanimation.com. Fantastic sponsors and love them dearly. Great bourbon, great ceiling fans. You should have them in your home. See what I did? Just drop that in like it was casual and wasn't even any way expected. Boom, slid right in. I think that's what they did. They know yeah. they've got a problem. There was one moment Ricky Gervais said, Kevin Hart got kicked out of the Oscars for a couple of tweets, and yet they have me back for the fifth time. <laughs> yeah. So I think that they said, you know what? Nobody is watching. Nobody is paying attention to these award ceremonies mm-hmm. because we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so they figured, why not? Well, maybe, yeah, and maybe the the Hollywood Foreign Press are a little, you know, sick of the actors' attitudes themselves. You know, they go up there and go on their eight-minute rants when they're supposed to have a 30-second thank-you speech. They're probably annoyed, too. Like, they maybe are trying to, we're trying to subtly let the audience know we're a little over you. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if the, see, I, that's interesting, because does the foreign press care because when they have the Golden Globes next year everyone's going to be back. Mm-hmm. I mean unless Ricky Gervais is the host. Everyone's going to be back right. so right. you can do whatever you, you you want to them. You have to try and get ratings. You have to try and get people mm-hmm. talking about you and, 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 do, and doing all those things press wise. But I, we are. We are exhausted by Hollywood culture. They are you know, it, politics downstream of culture is very true. We've talked about it many times. You know, let me write the ballads of a nation. I care not who, who uh, makes the laws. I don't... Is it Plato? Is that Plato? I don't know. Um, I, I know. I'm asking you about Greek philosophers. I, I apologize. <laughs> let, let me ask you about granola. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. By the way, what have you eaten today in your Whole30? I've eaten, I made an egg scramble this morning. So eggs, um, onion, mushroom, spinach, avocado, like avocado on top. And then. Yeah, you did. So good. Yeah. And Talk slower when you say avocado. Avocado. Wow. That's going to be a lot of people's ringtones right there. <laughs> that's going to happen. Oh. <laughs> I also do intermittent fasting, so I didn't eat that till 11. Oh, you start late. Yeah. No, I do. Inter- I mean, we've talked about it. I do intermittent fasting, too. And uh, But my because of the weird day I have, I mean, my I'm up at 4. Mm-hmm. I go 6 to 4. So mm-hmm. I do a, a, what do I do, a 1410? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's what, what I, I do. do? Yeah, six yeah. to four. So I do a 14-10. So 14 hours not eating, 10 hours eating. Mm-hmm. And success. Now, maybe I'd have more success if I did extra. did Y. Screw it. I'm fine. I'm fine, and I keep losing, and I awesome. feel good and, and in control of the thing, which is why I like it, because it's not a diet where you're not in control. You still eat what you eat. It's just about when. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's worked out well. But back to Ricky Gervais. Yes, not here. please. I, I see. I One of the other jokes he told... Um, is that he's doing a show right now. Um, and in the show, um, there, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's in the show, uh, that uh, he's, he plays a character I think is thinking about committing suicide. And the show has got a, uh, a second season to it. And so the, 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 there's going to be a story. He's like, you know, clearly uh, he didn't kill himself. 
uh, like Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. And the crowd groans. He goes, don't look at me. I wasn't friends with him. You were. <laughs> and it was so glorious. So it goes to the conversation of what's brave, right? Meryl Streep talking about the Me Too movement or Oprah Winfrey talking about the Me Too movement. Everyone's standing up and chat clapping. That's not brave. There's nothing brave about right. it at it's, all. It's their, it's their um, echo chamber. <laughs> right? And what's so brave about standing up and saying you shouldn't abuse women? That should be said everywhere. That's a standard thing yeah. that can, should, is that. said. Right. But to look at those people and say, you knew Harvey Weinstein was abusing women for roles and you didn't give a damn. You lined up to get another role. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. That's brave. Now, it's not run into the fire, brave. It's not stand the post, you know, stand on the wall, man the post, and fight the enemy, brave. Mm-hmm. It's not September 11th, brave. But it is at least willing to put yourself out there and say, let the chips fall where they may. These are bad people. Now, he's got the money to be able to do it. Right. He's done this at a point in his career where if he never works again, he's fine. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he did this mid office. I watch uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. Yes, but I, I love that. I only watch the ones where I know they're going to talk about old stories and what it took to get up. I don't watch any other things. And, mm. But I did watch the Ricky Gervais one. And my I'm having an issue with, with Seinfeld in that it's one thing to say you don't care. It's another thing to show, to show so much that you don't care that now I have to ask why I care about you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about anything. No. He's got half a billion dollars, and he's like, he talks about his kids. He doesn't care. He talks about his wife. He doesn't he, care. He, he talks literally about this, he has no emotion, no feeling, no nothing. And it drives me crazy, except when he's talking about comedy and the old store this and mm-hmm. where they did this bit and where, like that. But everything else, if he doesn't, if it doesn't matter to him, why do you matter to me? And that's, that's kind of where I, I'm, I'm at with it. But the one thing I respect is that he doesn't. He's like, no, no, I'm good. I don't need any of you people. I'm doing my thing. That's it. Now, his thing involves very famous people driving cars you can't afford and getting to play baseball at Shea Stadium. You know, that's what right. he's doing on his show. Not everybody can do that. But Gervais standing up has value. And the left hates him. And the right is cheering him. My problem is, why in the world does anybody hate him? And why are we cheering an honest conversation? Because the honest conversations never happen. I mean, now, the right shouldn't go and, like, make him a hero and think he's some sort of great guy. He's not. Because he's going to tweet something about Trump tomorrow. And oh, say, absolutely. Oh, I mean, he's here. still, he's still, you know, he, no, he's not necessarily a good person. But we're just happy to see it was finally put out there right in their faces where they could not hide from it. Like, there was no denying this was being told to them, and they were very uncomfortable because they knew it was true. Every single last word. Um, and, and so I think that's why why conservatives are excited about it, and hopefully it doesn't go any further than I mean, I, I think there's enough reality to realize that he's not some new icon or something for the conservative movement because he's not. Uh, the problem I with think, the conservative movement is they always are searching for a new icon. They always want to lift somebody on a pedestal. You will not see Ricky Gervais should not be at CPAC. No, no. Except if he started telling things about conservatives, I think conservatives might laugh because they might be like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a problem. And then he's going to talk about Christians, and then the whole place is going to right. go for pitchforks mm-hmm. and go right at him. But there's people, there is a desperation to find It's because people. we've been shut down for so long by Hollywood and the media, and we're just down in the dumps. And anytime there's one spark of something, we grab onto it and try to make it last and stretch it out because... 
nothing lasts anymore. I and I I agree that we should applaud good things that happen. And I've, I've said that many times to them about reporters and others. And so I applaud Gervais being honest and clear mm-hmm. and, and and forthright. And it matters. And I and I greatly greatly appreciate it. No, he is not some kind of conservative no, icon. No, neither no. is Dave but Chappelle. I, I by the way, seen anybody saying that he was. I'm. My fear is that that's where it goes. Uh, you know, it's like it's. Uh, they like almost tried to do that with Chappelle. Chappelle he, he's not. He's a comic who's clearly a person, having a Lenny yeah. Bruce phase, and he's getting. <laughs> I am convinced. I mean, that, it happened with like Kanye, but kind of Kanye kind of did it on himself, like where he was going for MAGA hat and. You know, and then Kanye tomorrow is going to say Trump, you know, right. you know, kick my puppy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> to he quote Henry Faulkner, that's 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 the way he's going to do. So you can't. You just got to appreciate the thing that gets said mm-hmm. and look at the reaction and ask why are they reacting like that? Wouldn't it be incumbent upon the left to be open-minded, to be woke, and say, hmm, maybe we did look the other way? You know what? We shouldn't look the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker, he won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in the, in the Joker. And he said, you know, I've, I've not always been a virtuous man, and I'm trying, and I appreciate many of you who kept giving me another shot and saw something in me that I didn't. But we can all be better. Like, maybe we don't have to take private planes to Palm Springs. Oh, he said that? He said that. Oh. And people applauded. But what is different between that and Ricky Gervais talking about Jeffrey Epstein or Harvey Weinstein? There, there really is that was no just difference. A, no, there's not. That was just one subtle sentence, though. You know, Ricky did it for seven and a half minutes. So He did it for three hours. <laughs> he did it for three hours. I just saw the monologue. I'm so curious to see what happens to him. But this is the, the, the second piece that I've seen, second article that I've seen, where they're just lambasting him. They, they can't. They're so angry. With him, they so think that he's just at, at how terrible he ruined a great moment. This mm-hmm. was the, the this was the place that that launched the Me Too movement. I don't know. Did like, Golden Globes launch the Me Too movement? I, well, maybe that's where they started with their you know faux activism stuff. You know, um, Christine Blasey that, Ford. We that, hardly knew ye. Maybe that yeah. Maybe that was the first event where they were all gathered after the Me Too movement started. My um, lighter broke. Can you believe that? Uh, Unbelievable. My is it out of broke. fluid? It doesn't look like it's out of fluid. Maybe it is it's out of fluid. Oh what God. were we talking about? I'm just I'm destroyed. My, we can get lighter. you a new lighter. We're in a really good place to get a new lighter. Oh, uh, we are. Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis. Indiana, blendbarcigar.com. Uh, now, I, I am, as we've been talking about, I, I want to see what happens with his career. I want to see what else he does. Will we see his shows get canceled? Or will he have any other opportunities? There are conservatives in Hollywood. People we know on the political right who act and who keep acting. Nick Searcy is not shy about his politics. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's from Justified. He was in The Shape of Water. He was in Three Billboards in uh, Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, he's, He's done a host of stuff and really seems to be no end in sight. And Clint Eastwood keeps making movies. He's 143 years old. <laughs> and he keeps making movies. So there are people who still act and it still goes and it still builds, right? But I think Ricky Gervais did something worse. You see, those people are just politically, oh, they're just fools. Ricky Gervais called Hollywood fools mm-hmm. and Hollywood liars and Hollywood gross 
and Hollywood elitists and Hollywood snobs. And Hollywood does not like being called names. Oh, no, they take that real personal. And I think that's where the quote-unquote sin is. And I'm wondering if he comes back from the sin. I really do. I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think his stuff would get... I, don't, I mean, I don't think his stuff will get canceled. I think they'll just phase him out. I think they'll just not um, go out of their way to make him a thing anymore. So if Netflix prevents, uh, uh, presents him a special, an opportunity for a special, how many people are going to watch it? How many of us regular people? Regular people. Lots. Yes. Lots. And he did he did well enough. I mean, he pumped up Netflix multiple times last night. <laughs> so I think now, he sees the deal side. Apple has. is not offering him a show at so all. Tim Cook, <laughs> the CEO of Apple, is in the crowd. And here, here I'm gonna I'm gonna do the joke from memory, so I'll get it a little bit uh, wrong. You know, he's talking about before the, mo- the joke. I mean, he starts the joke and the video or the camera pans to Tim, Tim at Cook. the beginning and Tim's excited because he was mentioned so he's got a smile on his face because he was mentioned Tim he- Cook Apple is is here and of course you know they're working on their whole thing and they've got the morning show and it's all about you know uh, it's, it's a show called the morning show it's all about being awoke and this from Apple which literally hires uh, uh, sweatshops in China and the crowd just goes aw and he goes Disney Amazon uh, Apple uh, he goes, if ISIS had a streaming service, you'd all call your agent. <laughs> it was brutal. It was brutal. They did not know to handle, handle that one. I mean, that was just unbelievable. And Apple's one of the great examples of the hypocrisy. Yep. Apple makes their stuff in China. You know that those people are working in conditions you would never, ever work in. And Apple tries to get around it by saying designed in California. Now on the MacBook, on the on the on the on the really high end Mac, they're not making those in Texas. Okay. Or they actually they have been and they've recommitted to doing that. And we should push places like Apple to bring back manufacturing. Texas, not California, because the taxes are correct. Oh, one hundred fifty percent. This design in California garbage is garbage. You know, <laughs> everyone's know. everyone's got to get out soon enough. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you afford to stay is beyond me. But it's true. The, the manufacturing should come back to the U.S., and we should be honest about the conditions under which they are making their products. And, and we, should, we shouldn't be uh, felled or, or fall into the, the, the trap of the idea that, oh, it's designed in California, so that's what matters. It's not what matters. It is labor that's being used and, and, and has to live there, and it's, it's a very, very rough scene. Right. So he did a lot. He did a lot in three hours. But yes, if he had a Netflix special, which I thought he was angling for personally, um, I think people are going to watch that Netflix special. Yes. I got to get on to the drink of Let's my eat, drink, drink, smoke here. Now we picked are, a rye, didn't you? I, yeah, I did pick a rye. You have, you, you, here. Can I smell Just it? Just try the nose. Just try the nose and see what you think. This is... Oh, it smells delightful. Parker's Heritage. This is 105 proof. Oh, wow. This is, this is not a small... Uh, uh, pup. So uh, this comes out of the people of Heaven Hill, who do really, really good uh, work. This is in a heavy char barrel that this comes from. So you know, a, a bourbon has to be fifty-one percent corn. Uh, so this is a rye. So the the, the rye is what leads in, in this in this way. It's it is a dark brown. I mean, there's no way other way to say that. We do it neat, and then we decide to add a cube. Uh, if if we want to, it's it's definitely a full on amber. Um, 
I'm doing. I'm sniffing right now. Oh, that See, is. See now, that here's the thing. Sweet. Since fingers and I aren't here, you actually have to finish that whole thing uh, this you're time. Not the boss you got to make up for it. Mm. Hold on. Oh, that is sweet. That's like vanilla sweet. Yeah, it it smells wonderful. Which is right there. By the way, the rye in this is 51, percent so it's just over uh, the 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 limit right here. And rye this is not is a cheap not bottle. Dirty. It's 150 dollars a bottle. Ooh. All right, I'm, do- I'm doing it. I'm doing it right here. And it, uh, all right, I, it's vanilla, but there's something else going on. I mean, it's it's rye, so there's. I always find rye to be sweet, but rye generally have a spiciness to it. There's sometimes a, a, a citrus in there. Hold on, here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we go. All right. You gotta do the Kentucky Chew. There it goes, Kentucky Chew. Ooh. All right. That's good. <laughs> it's a sting of the tongue. Actually, it's a burn. Ooh. On the sides of the tongue. Hmm. Um, and it's warm. And, and not on the back of the throat, but into the chest. It's warm. It, it is. It is orange or citrusy. Yeah. Oh See, I feel God. like I would love this. Mm. One more sip. Um, Ice cube. I'm mixed. Mm. Because it has strength. It has some real strength to it. You You feel it. But it's... But like you maybe feel a it. Chip it's, or two. it's not painful. Not a whole cube. I'm wondering if I would just add a little bit of water to open it up and leave oh, it be. Oh, okay. So that's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm just going to add some water and 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 open it up. But no, I've, I've got. Oh, yeah, that'll work. That's also yours. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I, I have a little bit of everywhere. Just a couple drops. Yeah, that's all I did. Just a couple drops of, and this water was cold, so we'll see. I'll leave that in there for a second, kind of, kind of let that open. That's. Yeah, that's. Plays plays well. It totally plays well. Oh, I like it. Don't get me wrong. You know what? I'm trying to figure out whether or not the burn is enjoyable. The the chest is 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 enjoyable, which I should get a teehee. Um because it's it's there, but it's not bothering me. It's just right. I know that it's there. Right. Sometimes it happens and it doesn't bother you. Yes, mm. I would agree with that. And then oh. sometimes by the third third uh, drink it doesn't bother you at all, the third sip. Mouthful, whatever. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Now you're I do taunting like, me. I do like it with a little bit of water. I do. Um, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to dilute it though. Like some, you feel better when you dilute it. When, and, and I don't want it to sound a cube. This is. I don't know if it's one hundred fifty dollars a bottle. Good, but it's good. It's good because there's you can. There are definitely multiple flavors there. There's definitely the vanilla. There's definitely a citrus. I can't tell you if it's orange or tangerine or. Or, or lemon, but it's, it's the citrus. That's mm-hmm. the best I can I can do. Mm. Ooh, okay. I happen to I happen to like it paired with this cigar because the cigar has a it has that earthy kind of. Oh, this is this this could get good, guys. This could get really good. Now, as we do this, we're in the midst of uh, World War Three, and we're all about to die at yes. the hands of Iran. This is what I've been told repeatedly. You know that's not true, right? I don't know. I, I'm very You're going to feel really bad told. if you're doing Whole30 and we're all about to die. Right. If we're all going to die, I should just start shoving cake in my mouth. Yes. Yes, you should. Immediately. I don't need... Soon. Yeah, I don't need my clothes to fit if we're all dead. That's fine. First things first, it is not the end of the world. Second things second, we should not be afraid of Iran at all. Iran has been engaged in provocations for months, for certainly their entire existence. But the last eight months, they have shot down a drone. They have attacked in Saudi Arabian oil fields. They have been attacking 
tankers in the Straits of Hormuz. And then they engaged through Iranian-backed militants uh, an attack that killed an American contractor. That led President Trump to killing 20-some-odd militants. Well, the militants didn't like that. So they attacked the embassy. They never should have been able to get to the embassy. It should never have happened. But the Iraqi forces that are supposed to be our allies let them through. That's one of the stories not being told. How else did they get to the green zone? Iraqi forces kind of stood down. Mm. And that's not acceptable by any stretch of the imagination. That led to the death of a guy by the name of Qasem Soleimani, the general. Now, he was blown up on the tarmac of an airport in Baghdad. Beautiful. Just exploded to all the smithereens. We should also discuss... It should have happened sooner. That, it should have happened sooner, years ago. Mm-hmm. Iraq let an Iranian general land in their airport like he owned the place. He didn't show up in some clandestine spot. He didn't, you know, come in under in super secret uh, at this, that, or the other. That's not what happened. What happened is, is that he landed like it was his, and then he was gone. The media goes crazy. Bat crap nuts. Trump has he's bumbled his way into it, was uh, Chuck Schumer. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's leading us to war. Well, when we talk about all the things that have happened, the bombing of the oil field, the drone coming down, the tanker attacks in the Straits of Hormuz, Trump responded to none of it. Right. Hold on, I got to Yeah, six tankers. Um, the drone, the oil field. None of it. Yeah. There was no retaliation. And people complained then he wasn't doing enough. Now he takes out Soleimani. He says uh, imminent threat. And people are like, oh, he's leading us to war. This is Iran. Make up your freaking mind which side you want. It's like the, the left keeps flip-flopping back and forth. Like, they don't want us there, then they want us there. If it's Bush, they don't want us there. If it's Obama, they want us there. If it's Trump, uh, they don't want war, but they don't want us to leave. They hate Trump so much that if Trump does it, they have to go the other way, even when they're wrong. And that's diseased. That's crazy that you would ever think that way or be that way. But I I think where, where people are lost is, do you not understand we're already at war with Iran? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the Babylon Bee article. Right. Trump starts war and otherwise peaceful Middle East. Like, what? We're already there. <laughs> Soleimani is, is responsible for the deaths of over 600 Americans. We've been there for a long time. Right? We've been there for a we, With Iran, we've been there for a long time. Since they took the hostages, <laughs> we've been there. It's, it's like people are shocked. Shocked to find that gambling is happening in this establishment. <laughs> what? It's, it's like people just notice that Iran's a problem. Why? Because it's, it's expedient. And, oh, don't go on social media. But we no. just want the oil, Tony. I wish that's all we wanted. I'd have no problem with taking the oil. If we wanted the oil, we would just blew everything up and take the oil 15 years ago. God. So Iran has always been the enemy. Iran is the enemy. One of the reasons that we still work with Saudi Arabia is because Iran is the enemy. And in the choice, yeah, Saudi Arabia is the better choice of a partner. You're going to have to deal with the Saudis one day. We should have dealt with the Saudis much, much harsher after September 11th. There should have been some public beheadings going on in Saudi Arabia of the royal family. I've always believed this. It was a mistake, a massive mistake. But we live in the now. We don't live in the 2001. Much like 
gays are beheaded in Iran, the country we all love now. Correct, right? <laughs> Soleimani, the, the revered leader. He, the New York Times literally put out the next day, here's a video of Soleimani reading poetry to his, to his troops. Nuh-uh. True story. Oh. True story. These people are terrible. So cultural, just like we're not supposed to bomb the cultural sites. I, uh, I spoke with uh, a guy by the name of Mike Lyons, Major Mike Lyons, uh, who is a CBS and news radio military analyst. And he's like, of course this is what you do. Of course he was well within his rights. People are like, he didn't have the authority. He didn't go to Congress. The authorization of use of military force that goes all the way back to 2002 gives him the cover to do this. Because this didn't happen on Iranian soil. It happened on Iraqi soil. And this wasn't a high-level figure in the Iranian regime. This was a terrorist so it's time for the political left and others to grow up and stop hating Trump so much you can't have an honest conversation. And as for this leading to war, you know what I was told was going to lead to war? Moving the embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem mm-hmm. was going to lead us all to war, and nothing happened. This is, this is Iran. They're going to saber rattle, they're going to scream and yell, and they're going to put people in the streets and claim death to America. But they already told me death to America. By the way, you know you're in a war when the other side for 20 years, or as long as you've been alive, has been screaming death to America. As long as I can remember, they've been screaming death to America. That's not your ally, that's not your friend, that's not your buddy, that's not your pal. They hate you and want you dead. Very, very dead. So no, you shouldn't, like, be... uh, Worried or, or freaking out that, oh, we've started World War III? Only a fool thinks that we've started World War III. Now, you can argue, hey, I don't think we should be keep, keep relying on the authorized, authorization of use of military force. All right, I'm with you there. Let's go back and revise it. I know Speaker Pelosi's now talking about it, but she's talking about it to limit Trump from being able to do things that protect the country. I want to do it to better focus on where the enemy is. Or let's just declare war on Iran and kill those leaders wherever they are. Not the people. The people are Persians. People want to, they want to drink coffee in cafes and trade. Yeah. That's what they want to do. And I want to do that with them. hundred mm-hmm. percent. But you got to get rid of the mullahs. You got to get rid of these clerics, these hardliners. That's who you have to get rid of. So now I'm all about the people and the people have been trying to protest and they're put down by the thousands. There was an uprising a, a month and a half ago, two months ago. Hundreds, if not thousands of people died. You know who covered it? No one. They oh. didn't cover it. Why cover it? That's, that doesn't fit the narrative. They don't want America with Saudi Arabia. They'd rather be with Iran. That's why they still want the Iran nuclear deal and mm, other things. Yes. Right? So how can they now really note the problems with Iran? How could they possibly note such a thing? Because after all, yeah, it, Trump's taking on Iran, and if Trump's doing it, Trump bad, therefore I have to be opposed to the thing. Therefore I turn myself inside out and tie myself into knots in order to keep hating the man. Mm-hmm. That's diseased thinking. Like, that's... That is, well, that's I, why we call it Trump derangement syndrome, right? Like, it sounds stupid, but that's literally what it is. Um, but I... I was um, at least pleased to see that the never Trumpers on the right were honest and said, you know what, I hate the man, but this is what was supposed to have been done. Yeah. And that's a lot of people. Well, people that we know anyway. And, and you know, like people in media and stuff. So, so and, and the difference between the never Trumper then, if, if we can go that way, like never Trumpers like Jonah Goldberg. Yeah. People like that. Uh, David French. Mm-hmm. The, 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 and by the way, there are times where I really agree with Jonah Goldberg, and he's oh, written yeah, books sure. that I like. And yeah. I, I happen to like—I've never met David French, but I happen to like David French, who was formerly with National Review. It's just I'm not a Never Trumper. I don't understand the value of it. But if we're going to now talk about a difference, a split, they can recognize when something's good. 
Mm-hmm. It's like when people were, you know, hating on Obama and the unemployment rate was going down and they thought that was a problem. It's never a problem when people have jobs. There are plenty of things Obama was doing that just sucked, like giving Iran $1.7 billion in cash, pallets of cash, which helps them fund these militant groups in Iraq and other places that kill Americans, that attacked an embassy. By the way, you attack an, an embassy, the generals from the other side are supposed to die. What are you supposed to do? They keep having this thing. They did this during the Obama years, the, like the last two years when, when it was Al-Qaeda would do something or, or maybe it was ISIS and he was calling it, you know, the Daesh. And they would do something and everybody like, oh, don't respond. That's what they want you to do. They want you to respond. What do you, what do you mean don't respond? I should just sit there and take it? Yeah. It's the, it's the most awful, foolhardy idea ever that you should just sit there and take it. I mean, that's, that's, that is just diseased thinking. So there are a lot of people who think that this is actually going to set things pretty well, and Iran now knows. And as for Trump not having a foreign policy, say what you will about the man, I think there is a foreign policy <laughs> at place. If Iran's going to act in stupid ways, Iran's going to act in stupid ways. If Iran is going to damage American hardware, you know what? We have another one. We can just put it back in the air. If, if Iran is going to harm or kill American citizens, we have to hit them so hard they don't know what happened. And now Trump is talking about, you know, non-proportional responses. I would say every response should be non-proportional. Every response should be the wrath of God. You'll stop doing it. We got a lot of bombs. I mean, they're just sitting there collecting dust. You know what we should do? See what they do. It's like the Bill Hicks routine. Let's just go play. Bill Hicks had, uh, when, he, when he was alive, uh, a routine about, you know, all the hardware that we have, and there are two guys in a, in a, in a silo. They're like, uh, what's the, this one's B-12. What does it do? Well, it'll kill everything in a 3,000-mile radius. It'll suck the fillings right out of your teeth. Cool, let's try it. And they press a button. Cool, what does B-13 do? Just move on to the next one. It's such a good... I don't do it any justice, but Bill Hicks. Uh, God, he would be great in today's world. He'd just be fantastic in today's world. But I want to try, I want to use the things. Mm-hmm. I don't want the war. I'm not interested in the war. But I'm not interested in playing around. I'm not interested in proportional responses. I'm interested in destroying the enemy until there's nothing left. And letting Iran... First of all, they should call themselves Persia again. And be, be a prosperous sounds nation. sounds better. Yeah, oh yeah, way sexier. Yes. Way sexier. Yeah, no, no more of those uh, Hitler-esque kind of, kind of reminiscences. Uh, reminiscence. Reminis- reminiscence. Remnants. Rem- How about that? We'll go with that. We'll okay. pretend that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be much happier. But, but the people screaming that Trump's getting us into war and how they're trying to spin this, it's, it, it, hate, hate rots the brain. And, that, and that's what we're seeing. Instead of looking at Ricky Gervais and saying, man, he... We really should look at ourselves. Nope. Ruin the opportunity for good political commentary that we approve of. You see, when it's political commentary we don't approve of, it's not even that they disagree, they just don't approve of that being said. No, you can't talk that way about us. You can only talk that way about Trump. That's fine. You can only talk that way about conservatives in the Midwest. You can only talk that way about, you know, the hayseeds. Oh, you can't talk that way about us. We're the elites. We're the ones who know better. Right. Well, that's, there, there's a great example. The response to Ricky Gervais is the proof of the elitism. 
Now, what do you, what do you think of the uh, of the rye, April Lee Gray? Oh, I think it smells delightful. I would love to try it. Oh, it's hard. The next time you guys do some Kentucky oh, bourbon oh. whiskey, blah, I'm going to do that one instead. Oh. oh, my God. It's hard. It's it's just, it goes down the throat. It tastes amazing, but that proof is knocking me out. Fingers would would approve. Fingers Malloy would approve. We'll catch him in a, a little bit. Uh, you can always go with Backbone Bourbon, by the way. Backbone Bourbon, the prime and the uncut, it's and the of best. course the Bone Snapper Rye, which is my absolute favorite. They also have the Bone Dry Gin. Fantastic people out of Indiana, out of Kentucky. They do great work. BackboneBourbon.com. Great sponsors of the show. And, of course, Fanimation, your ceiling fan. Professionals, indoor, outdoor, LED lighting, whisper quiet, motors that are just going to last and totally customizable. Go to Fanimation.com and check out everything they have to offer. Also, check them out on Facebook. And they make really weird videos. Yeah, have you seen? TikToks, yes. Yeah. It's so fun. Nathan and his team <laughs> over there, they make really weird, funny, funny videos. Fanimation on Facebook. Yeah, you're going to love it. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory of Fingers Malloy, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis. Indiana is where you find us on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. We live stream the show as well, like, but only this size. We only do the snack size live stream. If you want the whole podcast, you have to subscribe on Apple Podcasts to Eat, Drink, Smoke. And we just did our, uh, well, we did our 2019 year in review, our, our favorite cigars and bourbons from... 2019. You have to subscribe to the podcast in order to know what those are. I, I, I was going to ask about um, resolutions because the new year is upon us and, and Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and Happy New Year and all the things um, and none of us are resolution people. At least I'm not and Fingers, I know you're not. I'm not sure about you, April. Are you a resolution person? Not really. I could be. I need to better myself. <laughs> we all need to better ourselves. Let, let's talk about what you need to do to better yourself. What would a better April Gregory be? Well, I'm, I'm going to do the cliche uh, diet January thing that everybody does. I'm going to do another Whole30 in January. I need to. Um, Whole30? Whole30. Yeah, I know the Whole30 is. Um, everybody does. Um, oh, yeah. Clearly, everybody clearly. does. But I'm also thinking about doing this thing where you get outside every day. So every day you go outside and walk for 20 to 30 minutes. It's like 12 degrees out. Right. But that's the point. Like, you do that. You get in this habit of walking every day when it's cold outside. And you just start not caring about how cold it is. No, and then you're, true. like, losing. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. I've never done it. It's not but even I science. I need to not lay on the couch all winter, so I try. I might try to make myself well, you go out a push and up, walk. Maybe a treadmill. But like fresh air is supposed to be good for you. Push up on a treadmill. That's not gonna help with fresh air. Yeah, so well, put a fan on. I'm just saying that I don't know how. I don't know how realistic it is. I don't either, but I feel like it's a really good goal. Like because no. you're moving and walking and um, being healthy. No, no, I'm not gonna tell you not to be healthy. I think that's right. fine and and wonderful. I would have rather you done more for your mental health, but sure, whatever. My mental sure. health. Whatever. This, this is fine. No, I don't. I don't have any resolutions. I don't understand the concept. There, there are goals and there are plans. I always business plan out at the end of the year. Every six months, I'm planning out the next six months, the next year, the next five years. Uh, I've been doing oh, this right. for years, yeah, kind of planning good. out how that kind of works out. So it's just this is when it falls. It's not 
it's not anything new. But fing- you don't do that stuff, fingers, oh, do you? No, there are a few things I like to do. I like to join a gym and tick off all the regulars by showing up for the first two weeks. <laughs> and all the regulars get ticked off. And then I never show up again until the following year. And right. my bank account keeps getting drained monthly. Because you keep paying. Yes, I keep paying. You keep paying. That's good. That's. I mean, it's amazing I how that works. You forget. Yep, I have one of those. $70 a month. It's just ticking right out of my account. I haven't I'm been sorry. in six months. How, how much? 70 a gym is seventy dollars a month. It's a boxing gym. Like, I, I, what, what gyms do you go to that are cheaper than that? Sorry, uh, sorry. You the buried YMCA. The lead. Buried the lead. Oh, it's oh. a boxing gym. It's a boxing gym. And what's wrong with the YMCA? Oh, I'm too good for the YMCA. You can get yourself clean. You can have a good meal. <laughs> Who doesn't want these things, right? Get clean. Eat well. What is a boxing gym? What happens at your boxing? You box. But define. Some people box. I don't box because clearly I haven't been in months. But I'm still paying for it. I don't you remember this? She claimed to be a boxer because she was going to. Wait, this was a we talked about. We did talk about this. I was was so ridiculous. I forgot. I was going regularly for a few months, but I just can't keep with the same workout for long term. Like I need to have different workouts every because I get bored. I'm an Enneagram Seven, so I get bored with things. So I gotta switch. Wait, you're a what? Enneagram. Nanogram? You know what? Enneagram. You know the Enneagram? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on a second. Psychology. No, no. Can you do me a favor? Just hold, just hold on a second. Just stay right there, April. Staying right here. Hey, fingers. I, I think something's wrong with April. All right? Is she having a fit? I don't know what's happening. I don't. I, I honestly, I don't know what a stroke she, looks like. I don't want to make fun of strokes, but this might be it. Is this what speaking in a forked tongue is? Did she say Enneagram? I think so. Nanogram? I th- is she talking Candy about gram? like personality traits? I don't know. I'm worried about her. Does she really spend seventy dollars on a gym membership? This is the same, the same girl who makes the fifty dollar was the fifty dollar soup, right? Fifty dollar apple pie. A oh, fifty dollar apple pie. Okay, let's 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 okay. let's pretend like we weren't even talking about it. All right. Wow, April, that's I'm fascinating. Right here. Seventy dollars a month. That's nothing. People can comment. There's gyms that cost way more than that. Uh, Twenty nine ninety five. The gym I go to, Anytime Fitness. Well, you the show gym up. you don't go to. Yes, exactly. Just so we're clear. Right. I go three times a year to you remind maybe myself. You have to pay more if you actually show up. Yeah. I go once a year to remind myself why I don't go to the gym. Because people are gross. Well, I'm going to switch to Planet Fitness because it's only $10 a month. That way I don't feel guilty if I don't go. But they don't have boxing. Or do they have boxing? They don't have boxing, of course. But like, you also don't get a trainer. I got a trainer at my other gym. You need a trainer. Oh, okay. Maybe that was why the 70 bucks. I will say this. They're boxing, boxing and swimming, two of the best workouts on the planet. At the same time? Well, no. That would, well, I guess you could train that way. Water fight. You know, but swimming is incredibly... Can swim at the YMCA. Yeah. See, we're finding more and more reasons. That brings us to the 13 Oreo flavors that got introduced in 2019. <laughs> and this happened. I, I mean, there have been a couple that are out there, um, and but I was I was unaware of of this list. I want to share with you now what they are. You tell me if you had it. Tell me if you would have it. S'mores, naturally and artificially flavored, graham flavored cookie. With marshmallow and chocolate flavored cream. They're not actual, they're not there. They're just flavored that way. It's not actual chocolate or anything. Not an actual, actual graham cracker. Just flavored. Did you have it? Would you have it? I did not have it. I would have one. <laughs> one box. Yes. One, one row. Me, one case. Have you had it? No. You would have it. Absolutely. It's a cookie. 
I will. Uh, will you turn? I, somebody hand you a cookie? Uh, or are you going to uh, turn it down? No. That's why you have you one. But I think you're going to be disappointed when you realize it doesn't taste like an actual s'more. And that's a very precise, delicate thing you don't mess you, with. You've turned down a cookie? God, I guess I've turned down a cookie. I've not turned down many cookies. I turned down a cookie today. Really? <laughs> wow. Just made a fat joke. Wow. Wow. April D. Gregory just made a fat joke. <laughs> Wow. I have right a glandular <laughs> condition. It's just thyroid, for oh. Christ's sake. <laughs> right to me. Um, I will say that speaking of graham cracker, or, or speaking of s'mores, um, and I'm embarrassed to say it because friends don't let friends drink Starbucks. It's just ridiculous, and the social justice is insane. But there was on sale uh, s'mores coffee, Ooh. and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Make regular coffee, and then just instead of doing the whole thing s'mores, just add a scoop. For, for the flight, it's terrific. Okay, so you it don't is exceptional. So you don't fill your whole no. I don't make filter the whole thing. with no. the s'more. It's just it's a, you add a little bit. It's, it's a creamer terrific. or something. No, it's not. It's not a creamer. It's coffee. It's in the ground. Just so let's say if you let's say your coffee maker is three scoops of regular to make a pot. Uh-huh. I do two scoops of regular and then one scoop of this. Oh, okay. It's fantastic, and I and I highly recommend it. And if I could find one from a place that wasn't Starbucks, I would do it immediately, if not sooner. It's fine. Next flavor. Maple cream, which is a golden cookie with maple flavor cream. Did you have it? Would you have it? Again, I would have one, but I'm not going to like that one. I don't like it. I don't like maple flavored blah. Fingers? It's a cookie. It's going to be his answer for every single one. I'm going to see. We're going to find out if he does, look if he does 13. Look, let's see, let's see which one he's not going to eat. Tony, look how fat I am. Do I look like I turned you down You look great, cookies? by the oh, way. Have you lost weight? I've lost 12 pounds. Is that right? Yes. Where? Uh, right here. <laughs> right here. Right here. I, I think I you meant which gym. This, was, this is an ab right here. You can see the one ab uh, right here. No, I've lost uh, 12 pounds doing the low-carb thing. Wow. Yeah. Good on you. Thank you. It sucks. Good on you. Turning down carbs, not eating carbs, it's awful. Awful. I need carbs. Next on the list, mint chocolate chip. They partnered with Baskin Robbins mm. for this mint uh, mint and chocolate flavored creams with chocolate chips on a regular Oreo cookie. Have you had one? Would you have one? Oh, and by the way, with the maple, absolutely not. Yeah. Maple is ne- no. maple no. never comes out right. Maple is just, it's a weird flavor. If it's a, not syrup, that's it. And it should be in whiskey, by the way. That's another example of a desperate zinger. A maple Oreo, <laughs> that, they're desperate. Like Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> desperate zinger. That's what that is. That was my nickname you in high school. You gotta tune into the podcast. You gotta, you gotta watch subscribe. the whole, whole podcast. Uh, now, so mint chocolate chip. I would, I've not had it, but I would eat the whole bag. No question. Fingers? That's probably why I haven't had one, because I can't have just one. It, that's my problem with the Oreos. I mean, if I buy a box mm-hmm. of Oreos, it's gone in a day. Yep. I go back, I'll have a couple, I'll have a couple, I'll have a couple. And then the next day I'll look and the whole damn box is gone. Yeah. So, yeah, I would eat one of those. No way. Wouldn't buy them? Wouldn't eat one? Sounds disgusting. For you, For those people who are, you know, worried about your weight, right? You're worried about your, your, your figure fingers. Uh-huh. Oreo Thins. Latte cream. Like coffee latte. April's shaking her head. Yeah. But the, the coffee thing is way overdone. Coffee does not need to be made... Everything does not need a coffee flavor. No. Coffee is coffee. Just have your coffee as coffee. Don't have coffee as a cookie or a cake or a spaghetti what or any of that stuff. Is espresso so lady fingers? <laughs> the correct answer is yes. I, there's okay, never not, a time. If there's a cheesecake, I'm not going to have the tiramisu. I'm going to have the You're nice New York cheesecake. J- just get out. If there's a creme brulee, I'm going to have the creme brulee. You don't not even make any fingers. sense. 
I swear to you, I, you know. If there's no, like a big old massive colossal chocolate cake, I'm gonna have that on, and not on, the tiramisu. Hold, hey, it's April, just stay right there for a second. Uh, hey, fingers, I really think there's something wrong with April. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheesecake over tiramisu? I don't even know it's possible. It's I don't even possible. know what tiramisu is. Okay. Okay. Hold I'm on. Just an average Joe. Come hold on. Over here. Hey, come finger, over here. Hold talk on. to your. You talk guys, to your, just hold on a second. Yeah, apparently, you're talking hey, to yourself. Um, come over here. Hey, uh, the, it, I, I'm clearly partnered with morons, and <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I don't know how I've gone this far without knowing this. Tiramisu is lovely, and if you don't have it, shame on you. However, I would skip the whole thing for good carrot cake. Can you get that at a gas station? What? No, you cannot get that at a gas station. Mrs. Freshly <laughs> oh, okay. does not have... Oh, I love carrot cake. Oh, my gosh. Irrational for carrot cake. Um, Easter egg Oreos. Limited edition. These just have purple cream. So it's an Oreo. It just looks like an egg. Right. It doesn't even have a different flavor cream. So, uh, no, what's the point? I, I would try one and only one because I'm worried about my thigh gap. Thigh gap. <laughs> Uh, if you had thigh gap and you're over under for 2019, <laughs> congratulations. There was only, it was zero. So one is the win. Go see the bookie for your winnings. The next one, they have a love Oreo. Uh, and the love Oreo is sweet and tangy. It, and it doesn't even say what flavor it is. It's just sweet so and tangy flavor cream. What is sweet and tangy? I don't want to, I don't want a tangy Oreo. They've, but they're throwing everything out there. These things must work, Right. They must work Or did somehow. they just try them all this year, and then next year they're not going to... Maybe I'm asking the wrong question. Who are these people not eating just regular... We grew up on regular Oreos, and there was the greatest cookie ever. Now, what are they? who are these people that aren't eating Oreos? So they got to make all is, these catchy this things? This where the problem is. And, and allow me uh, to... to uh, you know how they sometimes do on Facebook, uh, unpopular opinion? Okay. Right? Oreo is the most overrated cookie in America. Discuss. Overrated. Give me that camera. Cookie. We need to have a conversation. Oh, oh, wait, do I have to step? I'll, I'll step back. Yeah. This is an AV conversation. She's, she's going to have a conversation with the fatty. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you guys go ahead. What? Talk. What is wrong with him? I agree with him. No, you do not. <laughs> no, I do. The, 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 the Oreo? Yes. The regular. America. No, the regular Oreo is overrated. Double stuff? Forget about it. Double stuff? Absolutely no. fantastic cookie. No, because sometimes you got to go back and just have the classic Oreo you had when you were a kid before they brought over the double stuff and definitely before they got kid. crazy when I was a kid my mother actually made cookies you know because she loved me oh my god how old are you who baked cookies what do you my, your mother didn't bake cookies no but my mother didn't love me oh well as long as we got that squared away so back to the it's Enneagram. a joke mom it's a joke <laughs> speaking of carrot cake there is a carrot cake Oreo. It's carrot cake flavored cookie with cream trees frosting flavored cream. Have you had it? Would you have it? The answer is haven't had it. Would have all of them. I would it, have. But I'd have to check. I'd have to I've tried the first one. Then it would tell me. Can I change the question? Yes. May I? Yeah. If you saw it in a grocery store, would you buy it? $3 at Target, 100%. For 3 bucks, I'd try no, it. No. That's the thing. I clearly could have bought all of these, but... If it's sitting right here, of course I'm going to have exactly. one. Exactly. It's a cookie. But I wouldn't buy them. Oh, there are plenty of cookies I'd turn down. A but cookie, not an Oreo. A cookie, a cookie I wouldn't turn down? Peppered Farm Mint Milano. Eat a Mint Milano anywhere, anytime, any day. Unquestioned. Mint Milano. Not even. Or, or, or a regular Milano. Okay. I'd eat a Milano. Milano. Half, half, those eat the whole bag so right, right in front of you. Oh, my gosh. Well, Pepperidge Farms Pepperidge is everything Farms, right. Pepperidge Farms, soft-baked chocolate chip. The that stuff is crack. Oh, my God. Dreamy. Absolutely dreamy. So so no carrot cake for you. Goldfish. Goldfish. Don't. Okay. 
Now we get into the true disgusting. Buttered popcorn. <laughs> okay, you found it. <laughs> you found it. I'm turning down that cookie. But you like buttered popcorn. Maybe it tastes like your movie theater popcorn. No, this, this goes back to the whiskey rule. There, there's only one flavor of whiskey that's acceptable. Maple-flavored whiskey is not acceptable. Cinnamon whiskey isn't uh, uh, acceptable. The only whiskey that is acceptable flavor is whiskey-flavored whiskey. Cookies, there's a little bit more play. Okay, give me a cotton candy cookie, whatever. But buttered popcorn. Nobody said to themselves, oh, buttered popcorn and cookies together at last. No, that's never come out of anybody's face. According to Pete, who is watching us do this on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio, um, he would like a Manhattan-flavored cookie because it will definitely help with your thigh gap. It's true. I don't know what that means. You don't know what a um, thigh gap is? I know. Of course I know what a thigh gap is. By woman. the way, that's all bullcrap, right? Like, you're either built that way or you're not. Uh, so yeah. the thigh gap is that there's a gap between the thighs, right? <laughs> <It's> like, right. <laughs> I'm holding up my fingers. I'm making the gap. <laughs> Literally. I don't, I don't know how. I, but that's based on, like, how you're built. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not built with a thigh gap, it... it there's a very slim possibility you could ever make yourself have one. I, I don't. I have never considered the thigh gap the the like the the thing of sexiness. Well, it is now because the the domestic god the, the not domestic the goddesses of sex like you know the Hollywood people the people in Hollywood the goddesses of sex the goddesses of sex. By the they way, that's can... our new podcast that's coming out in 2020. <laughs> Honestly, if we do the goddesses of they sex, have... nine million subscribers in the first hour. We would, but. It, Unfortunately, you two would not be able to be on the show with me. Um, <laughs> so the people in Hollywood, they have airbrush. So you have the rest of us have this unrealistic expectation of what thigh gap is. Oh, is that what here, it is? Yes. Here we go. But do, so do you, you know thigh gaps, and you don't. You're not interested in thigh gap. But, but do you women, know women who fight to have a thigh gap? That, do you actually know that? Yeah, that was a thing a few years ago where a lot of women were trying to make that happen for themselves. A lot of women because. You get these pictures of women, they, they can airbrush the thigh gap in. So thigh gap was a huge thing a few years ago. At the boxing gym, they have the thigh gap workout? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that, that the Suzanne Summers thing? Yeah, yeah. Thigh that the thigh master? Yeah, there's an extra. I walked into a parking lot one time, and this person apparently worked at this place, and I saw these two legs sticking out of a van. And I looked, and she was doing the thigh master during her lunch break. Stop. I swear Stop. to you. Where were you? We're going you. to that parking lot right now. We're waiting. We're doing a stakeout to see the woman in the van who does the thigh master. Oh, this was Was a long it Suzanne Summers? No, unfortunately, it was not. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, that was back in 2002. Oh and even God. then, the thigh master was uh, dated. That's, that's, uh, that's a horrifying story. Next one on the list. Of Oreos, dark chocolate. Have you tried it? Would you try it? I have not, but I would eat every single one of those, and that's why I have not tried it. Sure. Yeah, I would try dark chocolate, too, because dark chocolate is better than milk chocolate. Absolutely, 100%. Yes. Just, oh, wow. Oh my God, I we all agree on something. Wow. Yeah. I was, I'm thankful. White chocolate. No, that's vomit. That's not oh, chocolate. Yeah. White chocolate is disgusting. It's an abomination. Oh, I like white chocolate. What did it ever do to you? Ugh. And why are you so racist? Answer the question. <laughs> Once you go dark, you never go back. <laughs> it's the superior chocolate. Are you kidding? Oh, that's that's excellent. Once you, you never go back, you're 
You're the gift that keeps on giving. You really are. <laughs> My chocolate's so gross. Next one, churro Oreo. Now, this was a mystery flavor. They put it out there, and they said, guess what it is? I have actually had this on my radio show. I, we did a test. I have Ooh. had this. Churro, would you? Have you or would you? Uh, no, and uh, of course. It's a cookie. I have, and I would. It was Ooh, actually was it good. So Ooh. originally, we thought it might be snickerdoodle. Right of of what the flavor is. The flavor is actually not overwhelming. It's really really good. It's fun. I don't know if I could do more than two, you know, because all right, I've gotten the flavor, but it's actually good. The the churro was actually good. And last on the list is something called Marshmallow Moon, which is uh, to honor the moon landing. And I guess it's more marshmallow flavor than it is the cream flavor. Sure, it's marshmallow. Is no there anything? Is there anything? bad about marshmallow. Have you I'm not a some? fan. Really? I'm not a fan of marshmallows at, at all. Marshmallow fluff, uh, I could I could eat right out of it, which is weird. doesn't make any sense. But uh, the idea of the marshmallow, I don't know, maybe it's a texture, texture thing. Yeah. Marshmallow fluff was my rap name back in the 90s. <laughs> um, this brings us, I'm done I'm done with Oreos. I did want to get to a, to a, to a semi-serious subject. Now, if you want to know what we're smoking and what we're drinking, you got to subscribe to the podcast in full. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Eat, Drink, Smoke, Subscribe, Write a Review, and a Five-Star Review. Uh, I, I wanted to uh, get into the whole J.K. Rowling story. I don't know if we're going to have time. But there is uh, a woman in the U.K. who's an expert on taxes. And she would, was talking about the fact, and I think I have the story right, that we should at least be honest. There's, there's something that was about us, the sexes. And that women are not men and men are not women. Well, people who are transgender are, are freak out on this conversation. And, and how dare you on this conversation? And there, there's, there's always this, this fight. And then you have Representative Ocasio-Cortez talking the other day about people who give birth. Well, women give birth. But by saying people who give birth, she's trying to give credence to the idea that men can have babies. Men cannot have babies. I'm not saying that there's not a man out there who decides that they're a woman. I, that, I, I'm not, that's not my conversation. But if we're having actual, factual, believe in science, we're not flat earthers. Men don't have babies. Women have babies. That's the way it goes. So she tweets this out. She gets fired. She got fired from her job for, for saying this. Her name is Maya uh, Forstadter. She got fired for this. J.K. Rowling, the woman who wrote Harry Potter, says it's impossible that we somehow have a problem with her saying this. Hashtag I stand with Maya. And she got abused by the wokey woke woke wokes for not accepting the fact that somehow men are not women or women are not men. Somehow everybody is everything. And how dare you say anything else? I love it when the celebrity culture that considers themselves woke get attacked by the woke police and realize on what a razor-thin edge they live every day. Mm -hmm. And it was like, welcome to the world, mm -hmm. JK. Mm -hmm. Welcome to what it is other people who recognize facts deal with every single day. Well, I just can't believe celebrities are even talking anymore because it they don't recognize that at any point they're about to get wrapped up. The circle's about to wrap upon themselves that they've been. Who can keep straight what you're supposed to say and not supposed to say anymore? No one. Oh, no one. Absolutely no one. I don't know why they even talk. Just keep your mouth shut. But but she has F you money. I mean, let's face oh, it. Oh, yeah, she's fine. She's good. But, but she wasn't trying to be F you. She was just trying to but, but you can, be rational. You can offer opinions on social media or you can do comedy specials if you have F you money and say whatever you want. You can, you can say whatever you want to say, 
and just have the attitude. Yeah, well, but a lot uh, of them don't hurt me. Now it's going to be interesting to see. You know, she's a leftist. You know, it's it's very entertaining to see them eat their own like this. To sit mm-hmm. back and watch. It's it's it, it it gives me hope that eventually there's going to be pushback on this because when you have they're they're going to make her into an absolute villain. They already have. And I don't. I haven't seen. Has she apologized yet for for standing behind this woman? I uh, know she hasn't apologized that I know of, and I only hope she doesn't apologize. I hope and pray that she doesn't apologize. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't apologize for facts. Facts matter, and it's okay to say if if you want to change your name, if you want to change how you dress, if you want to live your life, do things surgically. I'm not in your way, but men do not have babies, and there's nothing wrong with saying that at all. That's April D. Gregory. Follow her on Twitter at April D. Gregory. That's Fingers Malloy. Fingersmalloy.com. Follow me, Tony Katz Radio, here on Facebook. TonyKatz.com. Twitter and Instagram, Tony Katz. BackboneBourbon.com and Fanimation.com are sponsors. And if you go to the podcast, you will hear a lot about these great sponsors who take care of us and are going to be with us, uh, hopefully for a long time, uh, to come in Blend Bar Cigar, where we record in Indianapolis, Indiana. Love these people. Uh, no resolutions except enjoy 2020 and enjoy yourself and don't try and get worked up by the politics of the of the world. People are nuts. Don't let that happen. Have a cigar. Have a bourbon. Enjoy yourself. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Courage. Ah, stop it.